Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, Sipping the Dry. Today, I am with our own pro staff and past angler of the month, Bobby Arnold. Bobby, hey, how are you doing? Welcome. Absolutely. From Knoxville, Tennessee, you have joined us today. Yes, I have. What brings you up here? Just wanted to come up, see the place. Been wanting to come up for a long time, meet you guys. Yeah. And, you know. Talked to you many times on the phone. I've shipped you numerous packages. Yeah, I have bought a lot of items from here in the last, what, three years or so. And just always wanted to come up here and check it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, we appreciate you making the trek. How was a couple hours or? About five. Five hours. About 300 miles. Oh, that ain't too bad. Got up early, left us, you know. About 7, 7.30 this morning. Oh, you got up this morning. Man, got here around 12.30. Man, that's got to be hard leaving the mountains behind, huh? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it, was cool. it was cool this morning. Oh, was it, it chilly it was down there? Foggy? 30. Oh, um, yeah, I think it was close to 30 here this morning. When I hit the top of the mountain coming across Jellicoe Mountain, it was about 34 degrees and foggy. Mm. Got off the, the mountain, it was crystal clear. Crystal clear. <laughs> and then you got to Ohio and it was cloudy. And flat. That's... <laughs> So <laughs> that's what we do here. We're known for our cornfields. Yeah, you got plenty of those. Yes, we do. Absolutely. So you've been in Knoxville your whole entire life? I moved to Knoxville about 10 years ago. Okay. I met my wife, Patty, and uh, oh. we actually at the time we both worked for the same company and okay. got introduced to each other and, you know, you know how that goes. And I decided to move to Knoxville because that's where we were both working at the time true so i moved from johnson city to knoxville and still there and there you are you know I'm, what keeps you there to work or because i know you fish work, that whole area yeah and thing about east tennessee we have good quality trout waters the whole basically half the state that's god bless the tva and small mouth large mouth striper trout i mean it's just it's a stone throw away in either direction and from knoxville i've got my choice of probably 15 to 20 rivers to just to trout fish just to trout fish not including smallmouth waters if i want a smallmouth fish so are those stocked rivers there in tennessee or are those native they're they have laid back on the stocking compared to what they normally do in some of our bigger streams okay and they're trying to get it to where it's more self-sustained true and we catch a lot of stock trout catch then of course we catch a lot yeah, of wild trout absolutely a lot of browns brookies a lot of browns a lot of rainbows okay like uh, clinch river it's 15 minutes from my house i fish it quite often and <laughs> they have a size limit anything between 14 and 20 inches you must you can't keep it. you have to release it 14 and 20 throwback and so it's nothing out of the ordinary to go catch 10 15 20 fish and every one of them's 18 19 20 inches oh my god i mean that's just every day every day yeah just, what are you throwing out there are you throwing dries you doing streamers we do dries we do streamers i mostly i nymph that's okay. what i have the most luck on all you right know, if it gets really tough i'll start you know if i see some rising i'll chuck a few dries and True. If still no luck i'll go to the streamers if no luck then he just you know they just ain't hitting they just ain't hitting you move down you i mean you obviously you have no <laughs> what is that you, uh, you have a lot of water in tennessee yes <laughs> so you, you don't have to pick just one you can go and, and we go. have the great smoky mountain national park which is draws hundreds of thousand people annually that, just to come and fish those streams yeah 
that was going to be my question is how's the the traffic on the water in those oh my gosh no, up there areas? it's foot traffic and it's really tough to find a place to park but clinch river there's not a lot of foot access okay and those areas get hit pretty hard but the boat traffic is give and take depending on what time of year it is you know like spring we get those warm days you'll get a lot of boats out there a lot of kayakers or a lot of like john boat flat boaters john boats kayakers uh drift boats I mean, okay just get a little bit of everything kind of what we got you know okay. and it's, it's regulated by the dam so they have to watch the water release schedules and the depth yep. and, the, and the flows and everything absolutely but it's a lot of fun sure but it's it's a blast if you like trout fishing it's it's i, I love trout fishing. it's a trout i'm gonna mecca. have to come down there for sure it's, and it's, now is probably getting to be a pretty good time though yeah. it's cooling off egg patterns are hitting really good right egg now. patterns are hitting really good egg uh, patterns are really good so if i was uh if i was headed there say not this weekend next weekend where would you send me i do love dry fly fishing but i'll do some droppers i'm not against it probably Watauga River. The Watauga River. Yeah, which is towards the Virginia border. Okay. So a little bit farther south? Probably. A little bit further. If Knoxville's here, kind of like the northeast of Knoxville. Okay. So Watauga River or South Holston River. Is South Holston. Is, is, is I've really, heard of that one. It's really good right now. Really good. Really right good now. right now. Okay. And they're uh, they're doing dries or are they throwing egg patterns too? It might. You might throw everything in the same day. Everything dries, nips, stream, all on the same day. Now, how big is that water? Is that really wide water? Is that really skinny? What am I, uh, am I Am I up against a lot of rapids when I go there? I honestly I have no idea. South Holston, Watauga, there's going to be quite a few rapids. It's more of a drift boat river. You're oh, not okay. really going to get the motorized boats on those so much. True. It's really narrow. I mean, not tiny, small, but not actually a medium river, but just... Is it uh, weightable? Yes, and there is. Yes. Okay. You know, like I said, there's the dam control. If they're generating so much water, you can't wait because it'll just sweep you away. So, how would you go about finding that information to know if they're letting a bunch of water out or? TVA has an actual website. On the TVA website. And it will tell you exactly the dam and what the flow schedule is. If it's going to be from 3 a.m. to 7 a.m., one generator, two generators, or no generators. Sure. And it'll also give you the. uh, release uh, amount like for cfm okay so we do that a little bit with the mad river up here yeah. i'm sure it's you know we don't have 29 different you know dams like the tva has control so we, you're going out the next day fishing are you checking that morning are you checking the night before you the got watching before. the trends yeah i'll watch the night before and sometimes they'll change it i mean just with no reason and they, and they that was my question is where they are they able to just change it or do they need to give people notice i don't know i mean this they're probably not too i mean it's got a lot of power if you call and do it that way it'll tell you the schedule can change without warning really but it goes it's they're hydroelectric that's how yeah. electricity is supplied to absolutely the to to most of tennessee and, and surrounding states yeah cordon on the demand the supplies how they have to true and especially run, yeah with run the turbines. summers coming out they had to yeah Oh, yeah. A lot of people had rolling blackouts there. It was crazy this year. I don't think I've ever had to deal with that. Did you guys have any kind of problem with rolling blackouts down there? Nope. It was weird. I don't, we had it a little bit up here <laughs> in, in Ohio. It was, yeah, it was just odd. I'd never really had any experience no, with that. We've never. That's good. No, we had that some, means the TVA is doing their job exactly yeah. like they were supposed to. <laughs> now, we had some storms come through. I think they were around the, right after the 4th of July come through. And the neighborhood I lived in, I mean, it's it. 
it was pretty much a mini tornado. Mm. I mean, you don't hear about that down in Tennessee. Hundreds of homes in my just in my neighborhood, roofs had to be replaced. I've had to have my roof replaced, trees removed, stumps ground. I mean, you just it's it's been a nightmare. That's but we've got it all going. done. Yeah. So yeah, I had to compl- replace my entire roof. Just what straight line winds coming yeah. through the mountains? And- yeah, it's wind shear something. We didn't went without for us. We went with, we went without electricity for three days. Unreal. Which is that's rough, especially if you didn't know it was coming in the middle of July in Tennessee. That's not even a place you would think. It was it was warm those three yeah, days. Yeah, <laughs> man. You had the Tennessee air conditions where you just go down the hill with your windows down. Well, that's I had an old boss tell me. <laughs> I went to our den, which our den is you know it's split for your house, so it stays pretty cool down it stays pretty much the same temperature year round true I never have to turn the heat or the ac on hey which is nice yes and that's where my where all my you? fishing gear stays i hang it all up down there my flies my rods my wife's like you know it drives her crazy i was about sometimes. to say how does she feel about that because i'll hang my you know we have a register that comes out of our ceiling for the heat or the ac and i, yeah. I hang my oh my lord her. and it kind of freaks her out if she goes down there early morning to Grab something for work. She's spider webs, and she hits that light. She thinks somebody's standing there, even uh, though oh, she knows what it is. It's. I mean, that wouldn't spook somebody. You know, of course, my waiting boots are sitting there, my <laughs> vest, and here's rods, and you know, I've got some stuffed ducks and some deer heads on the wall. So it's. <laughs> you do some duck hunting down there then too. I used to years ago. I used to okay. do a lot of duck hunting. Really? Did you have pretty good? Yeah. Pretty success down there then. Yeah, it was really good. That part of Tennessee is kind of located right in between the Mississippi Flyway and the Atlantic Flyway. Okay. So sometimes you've got to get across one mountain range one way or the other to get in that flyway. So for us... You might get a couple stragglers. Yeah, but we, you could tell when the weather really started changing up north because mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're, we're, you could go one day to the river and there's a couple dozen ducks. True. Go next day... And there's a thousand ducks. Oh my lord! Farm ponds are flooded with ducks and geese. I wouldn't even know what that looks like. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Duck hunting here in southwestern Ohio. Uh, we 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 get some we get some good hunts. We used to yeah. Do it. Like I said, I don't I don't much hunt anymore. It's no, just, just mostly fly fishing. That's about all I do anymore. Hey, that's all right. Hang out with my grandkids. Go to work. You got them fishing too? Not yet. They're still a little young. Okay. I've got a uh, five-year-old granddaughter tying flies those little hands <laughs> their dexterity is unreal <laughs> got the five-year-old granddaughter seven-month-old granddaughter and a 16-year-old grandson oh my goodness you're so, the grandson he's grandparent he's interested in the babes right now so something like 16 yeah so so you got him a fast car no <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to go to that area right now. He just Fair got, enough. He just got some trouble here recently with oh, the car. No. So. Oh, Lord. Well, so, don't we all, though, at uh, that age? In, I think we all did. He's in so much deep water. Man, I'm glad he's, he knows how to swim. So. Hey, that's good. You know what? <laughs> we can get some life preservers. It's what we always say. Water safety here at Real Flyers. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Um, let's get down to some like fishing talk. What are you using mainly on the rivers down there what what rod real setups uh, right now i'm using my my go-to rod is my tfo blue ribbon nice and i've got a nautilus reel on it with okay. the scientific reel. yeah very nice reel it's yeah 
I've got the scientific angler amplitude infinity line on it, and it it locks it really well. Really, it loads up it. nicely and just shoots yeah. it out there. Yeah. On the uh, nymphs, it, the rod does really well with the heavier nymph rigs to about 25, maybe 30 feet. Okay. And then it it starts to collapse on the cast. Mm. But on the dries, oh man, 40, 50 feet, it's like it's beautiful. Not, I mean, it's just long, flat, nice, beautiful presentations, but. Most of my fishermen, Ryan, were talking earlier. I, most of the time, I drive or a nymph fish. Yeah, and it's usually some heavy rigs. You know, like in the mountains, we use the bigger rivers take smaller flies. The smaller waters, like in the mountains, yeah, take bigger flies. We're chucking tens, twelves, fourteens. Well, I mean, I guess less. It's you know, less people. Small water, Let's big flies. Big water, small flies. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of pressure coming from the big water. A lot of people know. Yeah. So they're, you know, those fish are smart. You know, they're going for the smaller, easier meals. Oh, yeah. That's what I would assume, not at least. But Teleco, there's a river, Teleco River, and uh, down in Teleco Plains. Teleco Plains. And right now it's their delayed harvest. It's a mountain stream. And they stock it, you know, they have their own hatchery. Ooh. And right now they are stock, stocking it with three, four, five, six pound trout. Let's go. Oh, it's a blast. <laughs> it's a blast. Yeah. And that's it's delayed harvest between now and March the 1st. And come March the 1st, it, you can start keeping the fish again. Okay. And they will stock upwards to 1,500 fish a week. Wow, a week. A week. And you can keep, and you can keep your limit, which is seven. Okay. And they stock from that time of year until Memorial Day, they'll stock a about I think twelve to thirteen miles of the river, and holy crap, got it that way. They they're trying to get more people into fishing. Period. Yeah, know, like kids and families together, you know. And they will actually, you can go on the uh, TWR's website and pull it up, and they will give you the coordinates mm -hmm. to where the actual spot they stopped. I mean, it's it's. Do you hear that? They're giving That's fish. Crazy, they're right? telling you. you know they're, yeah, they're, they're telling you. Where, now we won't do that no. here in Ohio. No, no, no. When we when they stock them out, it, it's, it's like it's dark secrets. <laughs> yeah, you're not even allowed to know. You know, it's airdrop for all I know. They will have yellow circles or 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 a yellow squares in front of say a deep pool or a flat pocket. Yeah, that's where they throw them in the water. People, they're literally telling you where to fish. They're are. telling you where to fish. That's beautiful. We got to put a link to that at the bottom of this page, and it's it's fantastic. I Absolutely. mean, I've called Ryan several times. Man, I popped eighty fish this weekend in one day. Get out of here! Yes, in one day. I mean, you will wear out flies. I mean, you'll catch so many. You're like, you look at your fly, and you just so grab, grab another one. Grab another one. Keep fishing. And these are keepers, or are these you know toss back? Or? 12, 14 inch fish. You know, I chuck all mine back. Sure, I don't believe that too. That's there's cool. a lot of people that you know they catch their limit yeah and, but me and Matt, a friend of mine i fish with he uh will do a catch and cook sometimes he that would be cool i would be cool to do on like a, do an episode with him maybe yeah huh? and he does uh, he's got his own uh, youtube channel the trout okay. guy and he does the trout guy yeah shout out the trout guy <laughs> so and he's he does really well with it and we do a lot of fishing videos okay and we do a lot of used to do a lot of catch and cooks we'll catch you know one or two just for just to eat on and yeah We'll flay them out right there. 
bring our little burner with us. Yeah, we got to totally do that. I said we should put an RFR cookbook together. Yeah. That would be sweet. And we sit there and eat them right there on the side of the river. Man. And it's it's a blast. You know, we'll bring some beautiful other little things to go with it, and we enjoy it. And then you've got, you know, the scenery around you, because, you know, everywhere you look in Tennessee is just beautiful. Yeah. It's Teleco, if you want to go, just... uh, Google Bald River Falls. Bald River Falls. In Tennessee. Teleco River. And it's a 90-foot natural waterfall. I mean, it's pristine. The whole ride, it's about a 15 to 18-mile ride just right beside the river. You know, it's like a corkscrew. But yeah, beautiful, beautiful water area, mountains. I mean, it's just it's, it's great. That is amazing. You see bald eagles. My man. All kinds of wildlife. I mean, it's just nothing to be sitting there fishing, and you're competing with this bald eagles looking down. And you're you're seeing the fish, and he sees the fish. And <laughs> uh-uh. Me first. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it can be challenging, cause especially when you see one just really dialed in on a mm. fish, and he just grabs it with his... You don't have a prayer. No. That is a natural predator. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, you fish a lot yeah I mean, uh, a whole lot um fishes. tell me about a hard lesson learned because you've been fishing you've been fly fishing exclusively almost for about four or five years now. yeah okay a hard lesson learned probably when i first started fly fishing um, this one sounds like it's gonna be went and got some flies you know give me a dozen flies what do i need so you need this you need this tip but you need that tip okay sure so I get a dozen flies, I go hit the water, and I'm standing in the middle of the river, you know. I'm tying me a fly on. There you go. No fly. I'll tie another one on. Well, long story short, about 20 minutes, I figured out I better learn how to cast fish or give it up because a dozen flies was already gone except for one. Oh, my God. Were you just losing them? I was just, where well, I was used to using a bait caster. Mm-hmm. Yep. Real whipping. Snip, whipping it. and. Uh, that last one I lost, I heard it crack like a whip, and I turned around and looked, and a woolly bugger goes up in dust. <laughs> so, just crapper I mean, everywhere. It, so it, it kind of reminded me of duck hunting, you know, when you shoot one and you see the big yep. cloud feather go out like that. That's exactly what it looked like. Except it was a woolly bugger. It was a woolly bugger, and I drawed back a, a bear hook basically. I was like, shit, I gotta figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so awesome so the, yeah that was a ex- hard expensive lesson learned yeah good lord no well, you had to blow through about 30 bucks to figure yeah and so the next dozen went a little smoother yeah. and that's when i started going to teleco because it's a really good place for people that ha- don't fly fish or know how wide open maybe no it's real small quarters okay I mean, it's really mountainous and it's small i mean the river may be as far as from here to ryan away and he's 20 feet maybe if that yeah yeah, 10, 17. Yeah. And it gets you to, where you're catching fish, you feel what the rods do. Mm-hmm. You see what the actual flies do, indicators. That blue ribbon rod's got a lot of action to it, too. Oh, so I, it's, I it's a wonderful it. rod. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I mean, it, it, it fishes really good. For sure. I mean, that's, I bought that. I was actually on vacation, I think, last year, and I'd got my arm hurt at work. So I'm up there for nine days and can't fish. Oh, man. So I'm in, you know, my arm's in a sling, you know, and I'm like a 
two-year-old that just got their sucker took away from them, you know. <laughs> sitting there looking at the river, you know, and people are going by in drift boats, people out there waiting and catching fish. Should have just went, hey, cast over there. Yeah. Right there. I'm guiding you right now. Right so here. I called Ryan. I said, man, I want another rod. I want a four-weight. You got one of these? He said, yeah. I said, ship it to me. And got my arm better and about a month later and hit the water. And the first day I took it out was absolute blast. Just crushed it. You just crushed it. I mean, it was... University of Tennessee was playing that day. Let's go. And uh, I was like, I'm going broke. I'm going to put everything orange. I'm an orange indicator. Orange egg. Yeah. Orange pertagon. Okay. Like, this probably won't work, but I heck with it. I'm going full orange. Blistered it. Was catching I 20, mean, 22-inch trout all day long. Just one right after the other. I mean, it was it was fire. Use orange on game day. There we go. <laughs> Writing it down right here. Even the, even the fish are UT fans. Is, is Knoxville still there? Yeah. After that win, I don't know. I've heard it's questionable. Huh. Yeah, I think there's still a party going on. I'm there. pretty sure they didn't. They put the goalpost in the river. Chucked them in the river. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I love um, a good celebration. I was on my. I was sitting in, on my recliner. You know, just happy as could be about the, the uh, win. Because you know, yeah, 15, 16 years in the making. Let's go. Long overdue. You know, that's the huge rivalry is Tennessee and Alabama and. You know, it least, finally happened. At least somebody else got their feelings hurt for a change instead of us. So. <laughs> Fair enough. And to all you Alabama fans, the officials were great. Oh, ho. So, <laughs> I don't even know. Because, you know, those 17 penalties. Really? I'm, I think it's 16 or 17 penalties. I got to start watching more football. Quit fishing yeah. so much. <laughs> and they said it was because the officials. Well, I don't believe that. Well, they got 15 penalties, I think, against. It was either A&M or um, who else was it they played? Texas. Yeah. They got 14, 15 penalties with them. That doesn't sound like Just about the same with. Uh, That's not good football. With A&M, so it's not letting the officials fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a team issue. All right. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to share with me? Mm. Is there anything else I want to ask you? I'm sure Nate's going to turn that right there into a meme. <laughs> um, any hilarious stories? You are a funny, funny individual just from talking to you. Oh, man. I fell out of a kayak recently. That was terrible. If anybody else has seen from the float video, <laughs> I uh, I rolled it hardcore. Stuff went everywhere. It looked like somebody killed me in, in Minecraft in a video game. My stuff was floating. <laughs> Nate had to save me and help me pick up my flip-flops from floating down river. I've had quite a few episodes on the river. It's probably too many to count. He's <laughs> a friend of mine. I, he owned, him and his brothers own a guide service. And they're actually from this area. Okay. And um, every time I go up to the Watauga River, I usually you know hire him, go out on the boat. And then the, this past trip, every time, every time I go out with him, it's always something. I mean... We went back in November, and we were passing under a bridge, and a lot of people like to fish off that bridge, you know. Well, up top? Yeah, they just, because you can see the fish down there. and they, Sight fish, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So we're crossing under the bridge. About the time we come out from under the bridge, his line's going this way, and Kyle, my son, he was tossing his line while they crossed. No big deal. It happens. It didn't tangle or nothing. It's just as simple as, sorry, didn't mean to cross your line. Mm-hmm. This old guy just really give us down. Oh my gosh! He told you about it. Yeah, he let us know that he was not a, afraid to use foul language. <laughs> wow! And a lot of it. 
And then the same day, we had to pull a guy out of the river. What do you mean? It was, fall in or? This was the day after Thanksgiving. Ooh, it's cold. It was 28 degrees outside. Mm. We're the only people out there. Lunatics. And he's on a kayak. And he's fishing, you know, and we're in the drift boat. Yep. And we see him over there. We just kind of give him a wide berth. Everybody's keeping their distance. Yeah. You know, the all of a sudden we hear, Kachoosh, help, help, help. And we look, and this guy's holding on to a little old uh, pine sapling about this big that's growing up between some rocks. And this this rock bluff is just as straight as this wall. Yeah. And that's the only thing he's holding on to. And he's got waders on. Oh, they're filling up quick. They are. And so we get over there to him, get him out of the water. And luckily we did. Cause yeah, he, luckily you were there. He, he, hey. would make, he would not have made it. No. There's no, no possible That would have been a tragic With story. 28-degree weather. Hop, you know, if he didn't drown, hypothermia would have got him quick. Oh, my God. Bobby, I said you were funny. That was not <laughs> Now, that happened in the same day. And then this last, <laughs> last trip I went with him about two weeks ago, we're getting ready to go under a bridge. You know, and I'm fishing right beside the bridge piling. And the boat's halfway under the bridge, and it's halfway out. And all of a sudden, we hear, whoosh. It sounds like a huge rock hit the water. Yeah. We turn around and look, and somebody had peed in a bottle. and Stop it. And it barely missed us. <laughs> Did it have a lid on it? Yeah, it had a lid oh, on it. Oh, thank God it had a lid. But still, if it, it would have hit the boat, it would have just... It was doing this in the water. And as soon as I seen it, I was... Unreal. Stop littering. You know <laughs> exactly. who you were. Yes. So don't do it. Cause... Don't do that. Don't litter. Leave it better than what you found it. But my God. Uh, yeah. I, I fear to say what would happen to that poor gentleman if he did hit you. Dude, I, that would have been game over. I, I, as far as the, the velocity that bottle had coming off that bridge, uh, it would have knocked one of us out. Unreal. I mean, it probably <laughs> That fell. would have been a story over a beer, buddy. Oh, my God. Hey, Bob, remember that time you got knocked out by the penny bottle? <laughs> I mean, this bottle probably traveled 30 to 40 feet before it hit the water. Oh, my Lord. And I'm sure they put some power behind it, so it was it gained some velocity by Man, the time it hit the water. Don't let her. No. Pick it up after yourself. Plain yeah. and simple. Absolutely. Plain and simple. If TVA has a hard enough job yeah. keeping track of all them rivers and keeping if it clean. Too lazy to pick up after yourself. Don't go out there. Don't go out there. Don't go out there. We don't want you out there. No, because I'm tired of cleaning up after you. Absolutely. Well, Bobby, it has been an absolute pleasure, sir. Great. I can't I've wait. enjoyed it. Yeah, I can't wait to go down there and fish with you. Yeah, come on down. Yeah. We'll, we'll hit it up. Absolutely. I'm definitely not afraid to go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Any last words of wisdom for the people at home? Be nice to each other and don't litter. Don't litter. Be nice. I hate littering. I really do. That is something I really get, like, eaten up about is littering. That's just bad. Just throwing there, a bottle out. There's days I'll walk a riverbank and just pick up trash, and I'm putting it in my net. That's, yeah, yeah. And I'll stop. And there's been times I've stopped and made little piles here and there, and then go back to my car and go get a trash bag or something like that to check it all in. Yeah, pick it all back up. And throw it away when I go home. Tires. The amount of tires in the great Miami River, Dayton, the amount of tires in there is ridiculous. We need to fix that. All right. Well, thank you again, sir. Thank you. It's been awesome. Everybody, like, comment, subscribe. If you have any questions for Bobby, put them in the comments below. And until next time, don't let her. And I'll see you then. Bye. (laughs) 